Hello everyone and welcome to WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine, surrounded by my fellow podcast members. I was going to say by the table. I guess I am kind of surrounded by the table, but also my fellow podcast members. I have Holly. Hello. Scott. Hi. Rob. Greetings. And Matt. Hello. How you guys doing? Well, I'm good. Yeah? Good. It's a bit chilly. It is a little chilly. It's fall here now. Damp, wet. Yeah. It's kind of dreary today. Um... Anyway, we're going to start off our podcast today with our traditional beginning, our topping it off, where we pick a Disney drink from any location, and this week, Scott, you're topping it off. I, I'm topping it off, and it was a surprise to me when I came today. But you, had, you were locked and loaded, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I've been prepared for a while now, because I've gone down a couple times, including Disneyland in, in the summer, and then most recently to Disney World, so I've got a couple in the... Uh, in the holster here. All right. What you uh, got? Today I'm going to go to uh, Oga's Cantina, though, because of my great experience there the past time, uh, yeah, back in September, uh, I got the Bespin Fizz, which is one of the drinks that bubbles. So if you ever go there, they put, they have these drinks that they actually put dry ice in the bottom, and they actually have a, a cool machine that shoots it in and it freezes at the bottom of the glass, and then it causes all these drinks to bubble up. This is one of those. Um, and so this has Bacardi Superior Rum, Yuzu Puree, Pomegranate Juice, White Cranberry Juice, and a Cloud Swirl. And then when you get it, it's bubbling, like just mm -hmm. ferociously bubbling. It's like the Lamplight Lounge drinks, right? Like yeah. that has a little reservoir in the bottom, yes. right? Okay. And then they, they have the machine that they can stick it right onto there and it shoots it in. And oh, okay, cool. I was watching them do that for a while, but uh, <laughs> delicious. It's a, What's it's a fruity it again? drink. It's um, rum... Yuzu puree, which I'm not entirely sure. I assume that's a fruit of some sort. Why you? I thought it was like pear. Could be pomegranate juice and cranberry juice. So it's. I'm it's, trying to think. Like usually, some of these drinks are just a take on like a traditional something. It, that seems that. like it maybe what is it like a rum runner or something like that. I don't know. It is. Yeah. It was kind of icy, as I recall, because of the the dries at the bottom. But right. great. Great. Uh, do, you, yeah, do you have a price on that? Ooh, yes, I do, I think. Probably uh, more. $18. They, just, oh, they all went up. Yeah, they all just went up. Yeah, they're expensive. The, I mean, it's, you're paying for dollars. the experience as well. The, uh, That's insane. The teeth, the... the Rancor teeth? Rancor. Yeah. Flight. The flight went from 75 to 85 I know. Ugh. Yeah. $18 for a... is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like I can't. If you got a mug or something with, like, okay. I was gonna okay, say, that's... what's the drink size? Like, is how big? I mean, it's it's mm. about maybe twelve ounces. Unreal. If it's sixteen, <laughs> it's one of those skinny. But they come in yeah. skinnier glasses. And I right? think those are twelve, if if that. That's but that's awful. brutal. That being said, one week from today, we'll probably be there buying <laughs> drinks. Okay, bye. <laughs> All the, around property, like, everything just went up October 1st. So, like, I'm trying to think, like, what was a Bud Light? Like, if you just got, like, like a regular. $7.58. I think they're, like, 9 bucks now. Yeah. Mm. So all the more important to be able to get drinks off property. Yep. Or get them delivered to your room. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Rob. Do you know anything about <laughs> Do you that? have any news for us? I might. I may have. Well, Reagan, you jumped probably to where you weren't planning this. <laughs> no, no, I was. I, like... No, because I wanted to do like I always like wanted to be like coming those people that come into the like Lester Holder or yeah. whoever yeah. like come in and like do the breaking news. 
because I feel like this is like oh yeah literally you, yeah you can you can do the no we'll, we'll go back okay, we'll go okay. back I appreciate the transition yeah I, tried to set it up. I appreciate it but leave it to the pros okay <laughs> so um, third party delivery policy changes at Walt Disney World. So this is still a flux, and I try to find as much info on this as, as I can of who who's allowed to uh, deliver and not deliver. Mm-hmm. Basically, anybody could deliver. It's the use of Bell services at the resorts that they're saying can't be used for some services. So a big thing are strollers and mobility, aid, like the, EVs, the ECVs and groceries. So some providers are saying they're not affected by this. So like Garden Grocer, which is a big... But aren't they sponsored by Disney? See, that's that's where I don't know yeah, if there's like financial are. relationships yeah, or, or, or what. And I'm sorry, and, and maybe you're getting to this. What do you mean by it only affects Bell services? As in they can't deliver the like they can be like they can be delivered to the resort however you can't have bell services drop them off at your room like it, it's they fine if they you won't go accept the delivery on your behalf and store it for you oh oh well then yeah so so which means you have to be there when correct. they're there correct for some of these otherwise hmm. yes. they're being turned away for example uh from the travel agency perspective like a lot of families get rent strollers from this Buena Vista strollers that's who right I'll call they are no longer and they would just drop at bill services you tell the client to it'll be there under your name when you get there go pick it up and then drop it off the morning you're leaving that is no longer a possibility so now the person's going to have to be there to physically pick up the the stroller or aren't are there not and, and again th- without kids there's stroller rental services through Disney resorts yeah right? but you're it's usually in the park, yeah right? and they're those giant ones like people mm-hmm. like the, like the convenience the, ones. yeah the the fold up <laughs> ones that, you know they could have them on the bus and like the umbrella you could take them to Disney Springs you, you know right like, you can have them for the length you have of them in stay. your room you could pack it up and stuff so like right because yeah. if you're like staying at the boardwalk you wouldn't have a stroller then from the boardwalk to Epcot you would have to pull your kid and then get the <laughs> stroller in Epcot yeah oh, okay yeah a lot of families like the convenience of. Yeah, I would imagine so. I, I, I think that that's... Uh... Same with the scooter rentals. I remember the first time we used one for my mom, they did leave it at Boardwalk, and then subsequent to that, we've had to pick it up at the parking lot, as opposed to... Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, there's no there's no word... So, like, the latest article I pulled, like, there was no word on Instacart, I guess is another mm-hmm. grocery delivery, and, like, Amazon Prime, as to whether... Because... After they announced this, Disney then said, here's our exclusive provider <laughs> of strollers and wheelchairs and things like that. And it was a company nobody ever heard of. Some like stroller bug or something. Which uh, means they paid a lot of money for that. Yes. And then signed an exclusive contract. Right. And, and I understand Disney's, per, like, that's a lot of stuff to manage. I, I get it. Like, they're paying these employees. Oh, boy, I'm getting the... I disagree with you. So I disagree. It's the biggest resort in in the United States. It's the biggest. It's the biggest tourist destination. You have to be able to handle this. That is what you get as a vacation spot. These hotels are are equipped to do it. They are equipped to do it. Yeah. They do do yeah. it. And I think I don't. 
think the number of people is growing that much. I mean, I probably more people are ordering on Amazon and that sort of thing, but like, is it that much that they can't handle it? Even hold it. Say, we won't deliver it to your room. Because I no. have had them deliver it to our room, and that is awesome, and it's a great service. But, I mean, to hold it, you don't have the space. Like, physically, there's not space. Yes, yeah. there's space. They can they can hold it. You're able to do that at any at nearly any other hotel in America that you where you stay. Do you think their concern is perishable items and people... No, I think their concern that? is they they're, not, they're not spending money... At Disney, yeah. they're spending money by a third party, which reeks of just like evil corporation. <laughs> and uh, and to like if if I want to like you know uh, argue for Disney's side here, listen, I get it. Like they would much rather have them buy food in the parks. Um, but the stroller thing uh, is ridiculous because from what you're telling me, there's not really. A comparable service because yeah you can get the big strollers in the parks but like this the convenience of having it the whole time and having that be yours and being able to you know do it in the room what if you're at a bigger resort and you have like a small kid and you want to put him in the stroller him or her in the stroller and and take him to the bus and like i think that that's just ridiculous like i i think that's a huge misstep yeah i i Disney didn't say why they're doing it. Whether money, it, yeah, I'm, <laughs> why no, they're I, doing it. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. It is I mean, very disappointing. Um, I'll still order Prime. I'll just wait for the person. What do you? They give you a two-hour window. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you just got to suck up that. You just yeah, order when you're on the Magical Express or on the way, and <sighs> that eats some of it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. It's what it's is, just a shame to see things like this that are so um, obviously financially <laughs> motivated and just like not pro consumer. Uh, it, it's it's almost like they're they're just pushing the line to see how far they can go, and people still like oh people are still, we can do anything you know let's see how far we can we can fleece them before they actually get mad about it and stop coming or. Yeah. Well, I think you're seeing some of that already. I agree. So. Tendance. Yeah. Issues. This might not be a smart move. Yeah. Huh. That's a good point. Speaking of uh, attendance and, well, I don't smart know. Moves. I can't think of a, a segue here. <laughs> so, so last night, um, the brand new gondola system had an accident. And I put accident in quotes because... Disney is fighting the use of the word accident. Of course they are. <laughs> I'm like, actually... Uh, I'd like to... I want to do a little thing, so don't read the statement from them. Oh, I, I wasn't planning on it. So. I, I kind of want to and do a, a, a thing. Okay. So, so, um, so last night around 9, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, a information just started coming out on Twitter and everything about... Uh, a gondola crash, I'll call it. So, um, I'll give a layman's t- or just a brief summary <laughs> of what I understand. The line stopped at the Riviera turning point, right? So the Riviera is a station you could board, but it you don't change there. It's just people could get on and off at the Riviera. It stopped there. They started the line up again, and the one car didn't start moving but the ones behind it did 
causing them to just like start pancaking. It's kind of like when you're at the end of Small World and you're that yes. one boat and all the other boats just boom, boom. Question. Yes. Did anyone get hospitalized? No one was, uh, no. according to Disney, no one was hurt. Here's, here, I, but, I mean, they're having this giant semantic war over <laughs> the use of the word accident, right? But, like, you could get in a car accident and not be hurt. Well, but right. It's a, right. The whole idea Everything wasn't... Everything in my it, mailbox right, would be the, an accident, the, but I'd be okay. Right. The yeah. idea of the word accident, it wasn't purposeful, right? It wasn't yeah. a, a malicious... At least we don't think so, right? Some yeah, the opposite of accident like... is intentional, so is it intentional? <laughs> but, I mean, there was broken, like, glass broke, like... You, you saw it, like some of the windows on the ones that were slammed together were, were broken. So, I mean, to me, that's an accident. But they said it was pandemonium down there. Like people, the street, people were hanging like on the streets, like, because they shut down everything. So the also, um, you know, there were some people that were stuck for several hours in there with, with small children. And there were reports that like fire, uh, firefighter and, and medical personnel were out there with, you know, large ladders trying yep. to get people down. And there were instances where the, uh, the ride vehicles would start moving without warning while they were trying to like, while they were up there with the ladders and like they would just start moving and then would stop again and it was just a logistical nightmare for some of the uh the rescue crew can i just say i called this almost this a year our, ago yes wasn't this one of our this was one of my predictions accidents yep and lo and behold there was and i said it would be bad one week it's been open for <laughs> a week yeah a fi- yeah i mean it's been open yeah, for, for a the week, public, for public. We, yeah and I think that fact that there is no method of escaping those is what makes it so much worse. Because, yeah, it's bad to have it crash and have the glass break. But getting all of those other people stuck up there with only a ladder as a way out. You're like dangling like a That's the problem. <laughs> that's scary. It's different than the monorail where it's kind of like right. you're stationed. but And yeah. it's not that high. And it's one yeah. thing. Oh, oh, and it's, oh Guess what? I'll be the first one back on it when it opens. You won't get on it? You're going to get on it. Here's my thing. I'm just getting, like, comfortable with, like, flying in an airplane. (laughs) Not not pushing it. Okay. I will get on it. I I just... I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll I'm see. definitely gonna. Yeah, we'll get you juiced up a I was little say, bit. All we need are a few. Give me a couple drinks. And see, I'm just imagining on. the the crushing pain of like I just drank a bunch and now I have to go to the bathroom and I'm dangling for two oh. hours. Well, they I'd pee right out of the side. Yeah, I don't know, I would that's too. gonna be a high arc. Have you seen how high the <laughs> the windows the windows are? are? Uh, I'm willing to. I mean, I, I'm not I, saying I, I couldn't do it. I'm just saying they had water bottles in so the emergency. They do chairs. have. They do have. Um, there was glow like waste sticks. receptacles. There's a notepad in there. Explain that. Send help. SMS. You can write a diary of your experience. Do some paper. There is water, and then there are cups. So one thinks, yeah. And it's ventilated, right? Like, well, I got a lot of Yeah. You're, no. I know there's no air conditioning. No, but there's right. like Well, if this one smashes into slip. you and, and the glass breaks and you have a nice cool breeze. I was well, gonna say, yeah, well but... the thing is, they crashed into each other in the station. It wasn't like these were like mid route, right? Right. They, right. They However, in... then they had to stop that line Correct. so the other people were. Cor- Correct. 
But to your point, the the ventilation only works when you're if moving. It's moving. Yeah. See, nope. And I mean, it was. Thank after God dark. it was night. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Could you yeah. imagine being up there baking? Yeah. Ugh. You'd be. Oh my gosh! Just. I'd open the doors. Probably <laughs> open the doors. So what they said was because they were like, the crews were like trying to get the people because it crosses over Buena Vista. Like they said, you couldn't get like if you were staying Traffic. at the boardwalk, you couldn't get into the resort. Like it was just everything was like shut down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Twitter was a hot mess last Twitter, night. I was Twitter, just like, it, it was, yeah, I'm kind of with you because like after they opened it, I just had this feeling. I'm like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. Something's uh, going to happen. I just didn't think it would be this soon. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew One it. week. That looks so what I, to, I, had to, I had to do some research on other gondola systems and see if like these kinds of things yeah. um, have happened before because they're, they're in cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I, I wanted to... to just kind of do a small exercise. I've said on the podcast here and there before that my day job is in cybersecurity and I've become mildly like fascinated about what custom um, what companies do after they have a, an incident of some sort, particularly like these big like data breaches, uh, you know, big companies like Target and how they word their statements and how they react PR-wise after something like this happens. I'm going to read the Disney statement that they've made. And again, I, they'll probably make a, a... There's probably another one forthcoming, but I'm always really interested in that first statement that, like, we got to get something There's probably not out. another one forthcoming. I think they w- there will be. Why? They, uh, why? No, I disagree. Well, let's but, hear it. But okay. go ahead. So according to Disney Communications... One of the three Disney Skyliner routes experienced an unexpected downtime Saturday evening. As a result, the Skyliner will be closed while we look into the details surrounding this downtime. We apologize for this situation, and we are working with each guest individually regarding impacts to their visit with us. Um, how do you guys feel about this statement? What If, if you don't think that it's inadequate, um, if you think that it's inadequate... What do you? What would you want this statement to include that you would think is would be better? Time frame. I'd like a time frame. Well, well they're not addressing. They're calling it downtime well, that's yes. because there was an accident. You know what I mean? It's like the highway's down because there was a fifteen tractor <laughs> trailer pile up, right? Like yeah. that's you're not addressing. Like it wasn't down, and then all of a sudden. Like everything's fine. You had cars yeah. crash into one another. The use of the word, I think, right. bothers me. Downtime. The downtime. Yeah. That word in general, when when you read it, it's like just call it what it is. Downtime is also something that you can use downtime, and it it doesn't necessarily indicate a malfunction. Downtime can be planned. Um, you know, so they said unexpected downtime. Um, me looking at it here, and I've read a ton of these, but it's it's extremely boilerplate language, and which makes sense early on because I'm sure that they are working very hard to look into the malfunction, the root cause of it, what was done, the logistics of their cleanup operation. However, they should have said something in here saying, first of all, um, there was a malfunction. I would have used the word malfunction. Um, and then I also would have reiterated that there were no injuries 
There was no, no guests were harmed during this process. We are working diligently to find the cause of this and to mitigate it and fix it as soon as possible. Yeah. There's no that reassurance is in the statement. It's, it is so boilerplate and devoid of any like human, <laughs> uh, it, it's so corporate and it doesn't look good. That's there, true. There was a, a word missing for me, and I'll we'll play a trivia game here, see if anyone knows. So when cast members go through traditions, every single Disney cast member goes through like a school, and it's called mm-hmm. traditions. Um, and they teach you there are four the four keys of the Walt Disney Company. What are they? Show. That's one of them. Safety. That's number one. Yeah. Um. Uh, we took the tour. Courtesy. Yep. And <laughs> I don't want to say. No. What is it? Efficiency. See. Oh, yeah. So safety, which I appreciate. And safety is yeah. the first one, and that is the one you learn first as a cast member because it is the the keystone of Disney and they did not use the word safety. The statement, that, we are committed to the safety of our guests. That sentence, we continue to be committed to the safety of our guests. That sentence alone could have at least mm-hmm. saved some face. Well, you're saying that wasn't Yeah, there. that wasn't in there. You're, is that what you're saying? No, no. It's, they never no, said No, I'm it. saying that's, that's a sentence that could have oh, yeah. been yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't say it wasn't in sorry, there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think part of the issue with what they have there, too, is that they, they're operating in a world where we haven't already all seen the result of this quote-unquote accident on social media, and, you right. know, really? we know what happened, so, like, call, not calling it an accident doesn't change the fact that everyone saw that the cars crashed together, and it was held up for two hours. So, you know, get out of that pre- social media world and yes. make an appropriate statement. That's, yeah, what, that's, that's so what out of touch. It's so out of touch. It's like, they'll never know. Right. Yeah, we're going to know immediately. Everyone there has their camera. It's 2019. Like, 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 everybody has a camera in their pocket. Right. The, the reason I know, so the guy that runs WDW News today, they po- he posted calling it accident, right? Bra- breaking an accident has occurred on the Disney skyline. Disney PR emailed him to say, don't use the word accident. They asked him to use the. So. And what did he do? Post. No, email? he didn't. He didn't change it. He oh, just okay. He just tweeted under his own. Oh. His own thing. Yeah, it still says so. accident. Yeah. On WDWNT. <laughs> Good for Good. him. Well, that's. I mean, it, it, this is a whole societal <laughs> thing, right? Like it's. We're looking at something, and it's like, <laughs> like what, what's the 1984 the like. The big brother. Well, that's big brother. What you mean, the, you like, mean the, um, the whole like facts, like newspeak. Yeah, right. Double plus 19, good. Yeah, was, that was nineteen eighty four, yeah, right? So it's like we're looking at something, and it's like we're gonna say it's this not that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, double plus ungood is yeah bad, mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, wow. um, and last news. It, th- these are some uh, some headier uh, topics. So then. Now back to the business side. So corporate shakeup um, and in leadership. So there was a bunch of plug and plays here, but the biggest news to come out of this was that current Disneyland president Josh Namaro is moving to Walt Disney World to oversee Walt Disney World. So um, 
George Calagridis, who was the current president, is being promoted to president of Disney Segment Development and Enrichment. This, this, yeah, so this, titles uh, that say nothing. AKA Golden Parachute. Um, yeah. I, I am excited about this. I, I don't know. Like, I do. You're follow, a big Josh fan. I am a big Josh fan. So, um, I follow him on Inst. Like, he, I to me, he gets it. Like, I've been following him on on Instagram for a while. And if anybody doesn't, you know, wants to follow me, I think it's just Josh tomorrow. Just search it. You'll find it. Um, but he get like he did. They released. Did you see the Disneyland AP? Um, Halloween magnets. Mm-hmm. It has a pumpkin in the middle. I mean, but like he got it that like people would be super psyched about it and like unveiled it for the first time like with an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like he gets where like the we current, are. yeah, the current. You know what I mean? Disney and, fan. And he did a whole Instagram story when they released the new menu for Fortune Cookie Cookery wait, uh, Cookery Fortune. Sorry. Cookery company or yeah, something. Yeah, and um, at DCA, and he's like, "I'm gonna try the whole menu," and like he literally did. Like you just saw him like eating everything, and like he did it as an Instagram story. And I'm like, "That's really cool that yeah. this he gets the high he understands guy. the landscape landscape." Of, yes, you know, you know, idea for for a future podcast, uh, 2020 Rob's who gets it in Disney <laughs> list. Who gets it and who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that'd be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing is, like, so, I mean, a lot of this, I think, has to come, has come out of, you know, Parks didn't do too well last year and last quarter. But Bob Chapek just goes unscathed. Like, they get, <laughs> they completely eliminated one position. Um, so, the, uh, the Americas and... Europe Park reported into one person and they completely got rid of that. And now all mm. of the individual parks report to uh, JPEG directly. Perfect. Catherine Powell was who left. But it's right. just like, why did he go unscathed? <laughs> like, he's not, like, I don't People, know. People, I mean, they have, hmm, they have to know. They have to know. Do they, though? Yeah. That's why we're here to tell them. Doesn't Pete Doctor? I think he does. I think they know. I think they know. Yeah, let's hope so. All right. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Oh, and we wanted to just say the Enchanted Rose is open officially, so we'll be checking that out. It was a soft opening, I think is what they're calling it. I don't know if they had a... Official, no ribbon cutting. Ribbon cutting. I think they do those kind of things. Um, And for those who um, don't know, that's the um, newly themed, Beauty and the Beast themed... A lounge that used to be Minzer's Lounge on the second floor of the uh, Grand Floridian Hotel. What's shocking about that is I saw that through the window not what three weeks ago, it's and it looked totally like a, just it's beautiful. A mess, but I feel like it was quick. That yeah, it was it, quick. Yes, what it went down the for spring? Walt Disney World yeah. standards for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, uh, just uh, I didn't read this article, but. WDW News Today did a uh, review, and the the title is New Enchanted Rose Beauty and the Beast Bar and Lounge Offers Beautiful Food and Cocktails at Beastly Prices. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I was really great surprised title. Great title. Uh, at title. The, the photos I saw. It's a lot bigger than... The bar? 
Yeah. Well, like, uh, I mean, like, the whole the, area. Like, there's a big extra seating area. Right, because didn't they expand into the area the where the band used to play? Or no, the store. Uh, there used to be a men's shop. Um... Oh, they expanded further out the side. Yeah. It had a nautical yeah, uh, name. Sailors and something yeah. or anchors and Yeah, it was sails. something like that. <laughs> that would have been good for a game. But <laughs> that sounds gone. right. Like anchors and I, I can see it's, the it's yeah. combination and it went, but, of like two but words. There are, but now there's like another, like it's almost like a little private room off to the side. And there's a patio. I saw outdoor seating mm-hmm. somewhere there. It's really nice. It's beautiful. And it's gorgeous like beautiful chandelier it's very beautiful in there like i i'm into it i'm, I'm excited i love when we fumble a name like that because every time we do i just picture like that one uber like, disney nerd who's listening to this podcast in their car who's like it's this <laughs> i'm screaming <laughs> I'll look well it it's gone now so yeah r.i.p sailors and Sellers and Sons. Chips or whatever. Command, Commander Porters. Oh, yep. That's it. Commander no. Porter. That's a good way off. <laughs> Anchors. <and> Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So are we all done with the news, Rob? I think we are. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. So our main topic uh, this week is the the brainchild of uh, Scott, I think. <laughs> we were talking about like stuff that we've missed in like old festivals that like we wish would come back or that like was so good so our um main topic today is we are building our dream menus so each of us picked five items from festivals past and present so it could be an epcot festival that includes festival of the arts flower and garden and food and wine from as long back as we can remember um, of food that we really, really liked that would be on our greatest hits list. Um, so, how do we want to get this started? You know what? I'm, I decided I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, that's how we're going to get it started. Well, do you want to do and all of yours? No, then... I don't. I'm going to yeah, do one. At least go one. I'm right? going to do one. And... If anyone else has it, I'm going to pick a very popular one. I'm I was told guess. to do top five. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. What, that's what and we said. did you guys rank your top five? No. Okay. No. I just did, like literally just now, because I realized I didn't rank them. But so um, I'm going to pick one, and if you also have this, let us know, and we can make it a discussion. But my number one, I'm going to start with the drink because we're a drinking podcast. And that would be the Cronenberg Blanc from yeah. Flower and Garden, <laughs> yep. from Food and Wine, Not as of year. 2017. That's a staple. Yeah, you're right. The staple they pulled out. The no, it's there. It's there. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's a regular Cronenberg. Not it's not Cronenberg Blanc. It's Crony Lager. It's, it made my honorable mentions. Uh, I, have a, I have an honorable mention category. It was category. that flowering... I'm not losing my mind, right? It was that flowering garden this year. It definitely yes. was. Yes, like, it right? was. It was. Okay. Yes. So, Cronenberg Blanc is on my list from the pavilion in France, which is France or Fleur de Lis or whatever you want to call it, but... That was one of my five as well. Okay. Well, Rob and I are each down one. So, Matt, you want to do one? Sure. Um... If we're going by my rankings, my fifth... Um, we're I, not ranking them. <laughs> my fifth in my rankings is from Belgium. This is available at um, Food and & Wine. And it is... Uh, 
I should just say, I just thought about my list is super basic looking at it. And they're all like, you know, for the most part, they're most like standards that come back year after year. I don't have a lot of ones. It was like they had it one year and then never had it again. This has been here time after time. I get it pretty much every time. It's a dessert. I love it. The Belgian waffle with warm chocolate ganache and whipped cream. Yes. I I love it. it it's, it's not like a huge portion as none of them really are, but it's like a good, sweet and savory dessert. That's my go-to dessert for food and wine, that's for sure. Yeah, I was looking at mine when I was... I, I rarely Get dessert. eat desserts. Yeah, or same. I don't have so, any desserts um, I, Yeah, I, and I was trying to go through. So we keep all our... Like, we have this cabinet that we keep throw stuff in and like I just dug through as, and to find as many unique books as <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't cover every festival from every year we've been but like I don't know what's there about eight or nine yeah and like I was yeah just Catherine and I have like a, a keepsakes box that's not really organized in any way yeah. so I just like took it down and and I was trying to find as many of the passports as I could like I, found I like I found like four or five I couldn't find this year's flower and garden I found last year so huh. uh, they're pretty similar yeah all right, Scott. That's funny. I couldn't find this year's flower garden either. Just this <laughs> last year. All right. Well, mine. I'll give you the one of mine that made me think of this in the first place, and that is the <laughs> beef skewers from Patagonia 2014. I knew that would be on yeah. your Yeah. <laughs> Grilled beef skewer with chimichurri sauce. <laughs> so good. And was, Patagonia has when been there you say for a 2014. Was it only available in 2014? I think it was 2015 uh, too. Yeah, I because think it, it was the been... I think the first two years you were very into the beef skewers. Now this is gone. What festival? Uh, this is food and wine. Okay. It was food and wine. Okay. For the Patagonia stand, and then when they got rid of that, they got rid of the beef skewers. Sad. Rob, you got one. Well, I'll use my Cronenberg as my first one. Oh, okay. All right, Holly, you want to go? Yes. Uh, food and Wine activates the loaded mac and cheese with pepper bacon, cheddar cheese, peppers, and green onions. Is that a current or past? Um, Do you know? What year was that? It's very... Well, I'm looking at these menus. I have the 2017. Hmm. I don't think I found either 18. Huh. Well... I will bring up the current food and wine menu while you talk so I can... So it's tell a me. great little when you've been drinking and you need like some carbs. Some yeah. carbs. Yeah. Um, it, I, for this year's food and wine, it's loaded mac and cheese with Nooski's pepper bacon, cheddar, and leeks. Okay, so... So it's similar. a little bit different. A little different. There are some that, tweaked you know... a little bit. That get I tweaked. Have, I have one because I pulled it from like 2017 and I... Now reading it, I'm like... That wasn't this year's version. Uh-huh. Right. There are, but, I mean, the main, yeah. the, 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 like, accoutrement is different. Yeah. Yes. There, <laughs> there are some of those on my list as well. And I, and I pick it from the year that I thought that it was the yeah, best this, version. This version, yes. I think, is, was my favorite, but. I like this one because it's, like, simple. There's not too much. It's not. No I mean, filler. All no, killer, no filler. Right. And <laughs> let's let, try not to reinvent the wheel. It's mac and cheese. I know. All right. All right. So I'm going to go two for two trying to pick the exact same ones that Rob has. <laughs> Rob, do you have another drink on yours? I do. Okay. I'm going to try to pick it. All right. You know, you'll, you'll know, you should know what the other drink is. I have one more drink and then three food items. Okay. So I will try to be a pain in the butt and pick the same one Rob picked. Which is the Three Daughters Brewing Awake Coffee Blonde Ale, St. Petersburg, Florida, 
that was from last year's Food and Wine in America. And it was one of those that Rob was like, oh, this is really good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take a sip. And then I probably had like 20 over that week. <laughs> like, I drank so many of those. And they have that again this year, I, by the way, at Hops and Barley. Yes. And I am excited for that. So that beer was so... It went down so smooth and I am scared of like a dark looking beer. But that... It was so... It was so good. And it gave me that little boost of pep. Like when I started to feel like, yeah. oh, I need to take a nap. Like it, the <laughs> coffee flavor woke me up. It was really good. So oh. good. So, yep. Um, my next one is from China. This is one of those aforementioned uh, ones. It's always kind of there in some form. However, it's tweaked nearly every year. Um, it's a Baobun dish, um, which is like a little pillow of happiness filled with <laughs> various items. This year, their Baobun is a, a mala chicken and shrimp Baobun. Last year, I believe, oh, we, it was we a duck confit. Get the good one. Get the good one. Like I said, last year it was a duck confit. The one that I'm highlighting was from 2014 when I think it was at its best. And that was a Mongolian beef, oh, Mongolian beef in steam bun so with chili good. mayo. Yes. It was excellent. As far as I know, it hasn't been in this, mm -hmm. uh, hasn't. this version no. since 2014. And that was the bomb. It was so good. I definitely got it at least two or three times back they then. They had so. the little crunchies on them too. They had like they were like little, like the little Asian like Noodles. straw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were really good. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me. That's a good call. You always you always looked for those. Yes. I know. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take another shot at one here. Um, one that I had to be reminded of as I was looking back through these. Um, it's been a couple of years since we've had a Scotland uh, stand. And I think, for me, my favorite sea scallop dish was the one that they had here with the spinach cheddar gratin and crispy bacon. Again, please say which... Uh, which 2014. 2014 what? And food and wine. There you go. Well, when I say Scotland, it's food and wine, because it's okay. not... I know. It's not fleur de lis. It's a country. <laughs> Kil kilted, tilted kilt, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Scotland had a couple of good... Offerings beef back then. And, or oh, beef. I'm already, Bacon and scallops. I'm already realizing when I left off. Spinach, cheddar, gratin. That was the stuff. You can add it on at the end. Yeah. Give yourself an honorable mention. Um, so, along the 2017 hops and barley, food and wine, it was the Orange Blossom Brewing Foxtail Cold Brew Coffee Pilsner. Uh, to me, this was better than what they had last year. The Three Daughters. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, what is the name of the uh, the, the brewery? Orange Blossom Brewing. Oh. It's in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. To me, this one, because I like a Pilsner, I think, more. So, this one was like, I don't know. I, I feel like I housed like 30 of these. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Was, I love a coffee-flavored beer. Yep. I'm really a sucker and for that. And it's not a porter. Yeah. To me, like, that's, yeah. that's so much because better. Because they typically are porters. Yeah. Yep. Oh, sure. All right, I'm going to go Food & Wine 2014. Um, I think it still might be on the menu, but I know I haven't had it in a while. It's the frozen, in Poland, the frozen Skarlatka, that apple pie with the vodka. Well, Poland doesn't even drink. exist yeah. anymore, so. 
They have it in a different capacity this year. Where is, is it? The apple yeah, orchard, the something apple, like that. The apple yeah. orchard now. It's very, oh, very this similar. Was, this drink was delicious. I remember that. I remember it was expensive too. That was like the biggest, and it was, but it had like the pieces of the cake in it. It had apple bits. It yeah. was like apple pie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, Wait a second. Was that alcoholic or no? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. it had vodka this, in it. And it was like 12 bucks. This I remember one, it being yeah. very expensive. The, the thing that they offer at the Apple Seed Orchard Cider Bar for 2019's menu is the frozen apple pie, non alcoholic, mm-hmm. and that's $4. I don't know if you can, they're not good at being able yeah. to like add alcohol. <laughs> Bring a flask. <laughs> What's great about this? You got your dessert and a drink all in one. Yeah. yeah. That is nice. All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to be picking something from Food and Wine 2017. And this was a thing that I remember landing there for a Friday night during our Food and Wine trip and going right here because I was so excited about trying these. And I was not disappointed, and I had them about seven times that week. <laughs> that was the wasabi shumai in Japan. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, they that was were great. so good. They had like a the the like the wonton wrapper part yeah. was the wasabi flavored part, and it was just enough to be like a little bit of a kick, but it wasn't it wasn't like overwhelming. It was so good. Oh, I had so many of them. They were delicious, but. Gone I would have never one. had that had you not like said how good it was. It was good. And they were good. Japan always that does innovative a... things. Yeah, like I the agree. sushi. Yeah. And not the, cold, our... the cold noodles this year. Oh, yeah. Mm, the frothy. Uh, yeah, that was a one, once and done there. Never again. Mm. <laughs> 2017. Well, I'm going to pick one that is certainly not a once and done. I think this has been there like every year for the past six years and basically the same... Uh, the same setup and that's the Kahlua pork slider from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. It's got the pineapple chutney and the spicy mayonnaise. It's basically been the same thing. They haven't messed with it because it is a good thing. I always, I don't, I don't think I've gone to a food and wine festival and not gotten the pork slider from Hawaii. It's just a a staple. It's delicious. It's a good call. Thanks. Yeah. Even I like that one. (laughs) What do you mean? Even you. It's got a lot of stuff on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. My next one. I'll I'll go to another favorite one that's been there. I believe it's been since 2015, Food and Wine. Um, And that is at Hops and Barley. It's the New England Lobster Roll. Mm, Yeah. Which is a favorite. I got to get it every time. such a great portion. They do. It's not a bad deal. your buck. Yeah. I mean, you can make a meal out of that. 825 this year for that. But for, I mean it's it's a large portion. It I mean, is, that's yeah. that's Yeah. It's a good I, bit of lobster. And it's delicious. It's like just buttery. Oh so yeah. Buttery. Yeah, they they so like good. toast the outside uh-huh. of the bun. Like, yeah, butter. toasted oh, yeah. and buttered like huge roll like it's just That's mm. a New England style roll. There you go. Right? Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's like it's basically like a f- piece of bread f- folded on itself mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to a traditional bun. They're New yeah. England rolls. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so my three food items are from Flower and Garden, which is not oh, surprising because wow. I've said Flower and Garden has bypassed food and wine for me the last few years. So this has been here for at least two or three years, and it was there this past year. But Isla Fresca, the sugarcane shrimp skewer with steamed <laughs> rice and coconut oh, lime yeah. sauce. You love that. Yep. 
I don't know if I had that. I've never tried it. It's so good. It's so good. And it's such a, like, you get, like, five big shrimp Mm -hmm. and, like, the rice and then that coconut lime sauce. It's so, and it's, like, what, five bucks maybe? Yeah, my dad loved that too. Yeah. Oh, I could eat that right now. So, like, (laughs) Mm. so. I feel like we should do a challenge and next week we all need to try one thing from this podcast that you haven't had before. Oh yeah, that's good. I like that. Because I would like to try that, and I feel like I could get. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was that's a flower and garden. Oh, that's what he wow. said. That's a flower and garden. You could do past. one food item and one drink item. Oh, oh uh-huh. yeah, okay. Up the ante. In fact, the next two things that Rob said, I think you're going to have a problem with doing it on this next trip too. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so you, oh, you were saying specifically from this? this. Yeah, like yeah, like our. Uh, but someone but else, we might try not, someone else's if, favorite. Yeah, but if it's all, but if they're all gone. Like Scott picks on two of Scott's foods aren't there anymore. <laughs> so, alrighty, Holly, you wanna? Okay, I'm gonna go to the Festival of the Arts in mm. 2018 to the Decadent Delights, um, the S'mores Tart. It's a house-smoked buttermilk chocolate cake with chocolate mousse, toasted marshmallow meringue, graham cracker dust with milk chocolate sauce. It was heavenly. That sounds really good. I love a good s'more. (laughs) Me too. I don't don't remember that at all. What was the stand? Decadent Delights in Showcase Plaza. Oh, okay. Oh, that does sound good. Was it in the form of a s'more? Like, did it feel like a s'more? If my memory serves me correctly, it was more, it was, like, round, like, more, like, tart-like. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Is it in the book? Yep. Mm. No, I meant like a picture. Uh, No. Oh, you looked. I looked. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah, there's no food pictures. Huh. That was our first art festival pick. Alrighty. Okay, so... My next one is probably my all-time favorite Wow. And it's the Brazilian cheese bread. Yeah, I was waiting Uh, for that. Okay, so I will try that. I don't think I've ever had it. Rob. Catherine made me have it last year. It is the best. Okay. It is the best thing ever. This is also a food and wine. Yeah, this is is food and wine. (laughs) Scott, Scott turned me on to these last year. And again, I probably had them like four times last year. Just amazing they're they're like the perfect they're the perfect like food for food and wine because they're easy to eat like you're not messy like you don't have to sit down like you can pick on them as Mm -hmm. you're walking they're amazing it's amazing it's great for drinking too because you know kind of oh yep you get the carb it's like crazy (laughs) bread with cheese in it (laughs) i dig that (laughs) oh it's so good yeah it's it's, (laughs) the bread is amazing it's a scene man yeah it is it is um, I'm, I'm going to do one that's, that's food and wine. I, actually all my top five, I have some honorable mentions that are not food and wine, but all my five are from food and wines. This one's from Ireland and they introduced it last year and it's the Guinness Bailey mm. shake. It is so freaking good. I love this thing. It's Guinness. It's Bailey's Irish cream. They put some of those mini chocolate morsels on top. Mm. Like they drizzle the that on top of the yeah. drink and it's so good. I, I'm, I tried to, I made my picks um, devoid of price and like bang for your buck. I just wanted to say like, what do I like the most? Because I really do think that this is really overpriced for what it is this year. Uh, in 2019, it's, it's $11 last year. You did get a, um, you got a, uh, uh, like a plastic 
cup that had uh, Ireland on it that is not dishwasher safe, so I do not have mine anymore because <laughs> I'm, I melted it. You can still you can get another one. They still are doing it. They still give the 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 cup. So it's yeah. back this year. It is back. Mm-hmm. It is back. Yeah, I don't know if it increased in price, but it's eleven bucks, and which is a little much, but it's so good. And it's I'm because definitely of the gonna souvenir cup too. Yeah, that's so stupid. They should do it without and make it like six. Yeah, and just pour it directly into my mouth. <laughs> What's that like six bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, I'm going to give you one that's going to elicit some groans from people here. Oh Is it a oh test God. track designing your car and you just eat it? And just <laughs> in a way, Bobody. yes. Uh, no, this is, like this is 2016 food and wine from the chocolate experience. It was the Jigeli drinking oh. chocolate. It was the drinking chocolate flight. Jeez. Which was... <laughs> Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and white chocolate, drinking chocolate. And it was amazing. Yeah, you did love that. And I've had diabetes ever since. I remember Sam, taking a sip of the one sitting in America. America, we were in America. Yeah, yeah. I, I and I'm like, there. and I love chocolate, but I'm like, this is brutal. This but you is- know what? I've thought about it ever since. The thing is that, like, what, what we know is... Uh, I'm, this sounds like really pretentious, but like what what the average consumer knows of chocolate is very um, is not like real chocolate. Like it's not like because real like pure chocolate it has like a bitter taste to it. There's like my boss uh, at work is like super into like you know the various levels of like dark chocolate and like he brought in like tasting chocolates and stuff and that the 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 drink that Scott's talking about is like actual like has some purity levels that are like because chocolate no, like, it was pretty sweet and some but some of it was like kind of bitter like like regular chocolate i don't know i i thought it was kind of is interesting i loved it <laughs> i loved it where was it i you know the app or the <laughs> website's Scott's telling me but it was food and wine right yeah it was food and wine but we i know i had it back in america yeah so it was back there somewhere i'm thinking that there must have been this Gudeli experience back there somewhere. Right. Okay. Yeah, because you definitely had it in America. Yeah. I remember being at the picnic yeah. table. And everybody was like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I right. can't hear you. Chocolate. <laughs> so we all picked something from this same area. Okay. You, you picked Belgium. You picked Brazil. Um, oh, so this is thing. this is Florida Fresh. Uh-huh. Sand. And again, I, I like my seafood dishes. This is the shrimp and stone ground grits. With andouille sausage, sweet corn, tomatoes, and cilantro. So this was the 20... Oh, gosh. I didn't write down the year when I did this. Um, 2015? No. It was a couple, couple years uh, back. 2016? Yeah. It might have been 2018. This year's version was a little different. I don't think it had the cilantro or the sausage, but I love this thing. Awesome. I, it's shrimp and grits. It's fantastic. Mmm. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to mention that one. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, there was a sangria that I tried, but I can't remember <laughs> what festival. It must have been good. <laughs> um, but I do remember 2015 food and wine um, in Mexico, the guava margarita. Oh, yes. That's really good. I don't remember that. Really good. Never trying that, so... Wow. And I'm still trying to find that sangria. All right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll one day. Keep yeah, going. Yeah, we can find it. Stop us. Um, all right. So my last item, I'm going to, 
uh, go way back, and uh, it was 2016, and it was Flower and Garden. It was the vegetable and white bean non-witch, oh, served with arugula, oh, yeah. pesto, and oven-dried tomatoes. OMG, I had this thing a million freaking times, too. Um, it was at Urban Eats over, like, kind of back by the imagination path. So good. It was delicious. Um, my my last one is one that I, I basically shot from the rooftops every time we go <laughs> to Food and Wine. Um, this one, I'm reporting, it's bittersweet. I had it for the first time back in 2013. It's from Australia. And it is the grilled lamb chop with mint pesto mm. and potato crunchies. It is so damn good. And this is one that has undergone, it was in this version for a couple of years, then they kind of switched it up and made it kind of weird, a little bit different accoutrements. Last year, 2018, Food and Wine, it was back to the mint pesto and potato crunchies, and I was like, yes. What's a potato crunchy? It's basically crushed um, potato chips, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's basically just like very fine ground potato chips. Okay. <laughs> Last year, I was so psyched that it was back to back to how I liked it. This year at the Australia Pavilion, roasted lamb chop with sweet potato puree, bushberry pea salad, and pistachio pomegranate gremolata. You know, <laughs> that's very different from, there, I don't hear one mention of crunchies in that at all. <laughs> and pea salad. Yeah, but you like pistachio. Yeah, you do. I do like pistachio, and but. And like sweet potato too. I know. I, I'm sure I'll like it. However, you're gonna try it. Yeah, I'll definitely try it. But okay. you know, I, I, it's always bittersweet when it's like one of your favorites and they put a new spin on it. And it's just not as good as the former. Yep. But. Wow. Hopefully, it's still We're here good for you. <laughs> Thank you. There's one that I haven't heard from any of you yet that I'm surprised. It was not one of my favorites, but I remember it being mentioned. What? What? I, hmm. The watermelon and feta salad. Oh, I was going to say Was that what you were going to say? Yeah, I, that's, that's not my... Rob's list. You had that I was just surprised that I hadn't heard it. No, take it, take it away, Holly. I have perfected that at home. I just was surprised not to hear it. because I, I made the... No, I, we didn't finish yeah, that. We didn't finish that. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay, we still right. have to... I apologize. Well, well, that was not mine. No, I just was... I just was interested. Mine is one that takes the place now in my heart of the uh, the beef skewer, mm -hmm. um, but it's a, a flower and garden pick. Okay. Um, the Jamaican braised beef with pigeon rice and micro cilantro. You had this because you took my cilantro. Uh. But <laughs> Scott's not a cilantro guy. A little spicy. Was I, don't, very good. I don't remember. Hmm. I remember I you were whole... really into it this year. Yes. With, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right, so my last pick is, so we both had picked the the one Holly's going to do, but so this was my Audible that I kind of forgot about, but I really like this. Um, and I saw it in the 2015 book. I'm looking at the 2017 book. So Germany, the the Schinken Nudeln. Oh, so, so it's the good. pasta gratin with ham and yeah. cheese. Oh, oh. 
God, this it's thing. Like I can... sweet. It almost has like a little sweet. I can just so give good. me like the whole tray, and like I would just tote it around. It's banging. It's it's so basic, but like just so. It's so good. good. That it's is so that good. is one that I definitely had a couple times. I I totally uh, I didn't even that wasn't on my radar when I was preparing for this, and I totally yeah totally I just forgot. thought about it as we were because I was trying to go. Th- yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay, Flower and Garden 2017 Urban Farm Eats, the watermelon salad with pickled onions, oh, baby it. arugula, feta, and balsamic reduction. Yes. Which yeah, we have this so at home. I, I found a recipe for the pickled onions and it tastes just like it. So oh, buy so some good. feta cheese, some balsamic glaze, some watermelon, arugula. There you go. Oh, that's it was so. I remember those pickle <laughs> onions were so delicious. How many times did we, I mean? I think well, I had this about three you, or four times. Every time you and I got the non Oh so, yeah, yeah. So like it was like every. Where was that? That was Puerto Rico. No, it was well, urban. urban. It's back, oh, okay. back like where the honeybee was last yeah, year, yeah. like on the imagination path. I couldn't remember what it was. Does pickled onions is pretty easy to make? Mm, yeah, hmm. a little vinegar. No, surprisingly, mm. it has raspberries. Oh, pureed raspberry and. Vinegar. Oh, that sounds delicious. Does anybody else have any, like, honorable... I know Matt has some honorable mentions you want to talk about. I do. I'll just rattle them off quick. I, I, I put some honorable mentions because I felt bad that all my five were from food and wine, so I wanted to um, I wanted to diversify some picks. I did have the Cronenberg Blanc that you guys said already. Um, from the 2019 Festival of the Arts, something that I had last year at Takumi Table in Japan was the Sushi Donut. It was awesome. This one, this thing was big. I mean, it was a basically the the whole shtick of Festival of the Arts for those who have never been is these are dishes that take them a little bit of time to make. It's it's just as much about presentation as it is about the actual food. This hit both of them. It was a beautiful presentation and also it was delicious. It looks like a donut, a donut shaped uh, sushi roll featuring salmon, tuna, shrimp, avocado, and masago, accented with citrus, soy. Jelly and wasabi on the side. It was freaking banging. Um, and one last one. Um, at, this was at Flower and Garden uh, at the Primavera Kitchen in Italy. This was a new addition to that stand last year, or rather this year. And that's the fried green tomato and mozzarella with the balsamic reduction. <laughs> That oh, was so I know so freaking good. <laughs> Rob and I are still waiting in that line right now. <laughs> and and one last one that seems silly because this is like that. essentially like fair food, but can we talk about the cronut from Taste Track? <laughs> they had a couple cronuts yeah. at Taste Track that were banging, and I don't remember was that at multiple festivals. That was at Food and Wine last year. It was at Food and Wine last year, and yes. damn, no, we got we got a cronut at. In March, oh, they had a lavender. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was that at Taste Track. Is yes. That? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that was delicious. It was so good, and I know that's like all these like <laughs> delicious, you know, meals from from different lands, and I'm like, yo, but that croissant donut that like you could get at your grocery store, but it was banging. It's delicious. So those are my honorable mentions. Any other honorable mentions, Scott? Do you have any anything that you can think of? No, not off the top of my head. Oh, 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 one, one, one. Okay, cool. The warm chocolate pudding from Ireland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chocolate on, chocolate on, chocolate on, chocolate. That was good. I'm, I'm a chocolate guy, too. You're I, a little I really sweet like, boy, Scott. I do like right that one. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's a good one. I had that, too. This one sticks out. I, I don't know why I always remember this. It, it, so it was Cuisine Classique at the Art Festival in 2018. Um, red wine braised beef short rib. Ooh. Parsnip 
puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. Oh, I think yes, I had we that. definitely got that. Yeah, I remember because that. I I don't think I ever had parsnip. And it's I was like, like potato, right? It was like I thought it tasted better. Was than it like potato. a masked parsnip? Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it was like, oh, like, it was a like, smear. like yeah. baby food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. But the and really the short, selling it. <laughs> no, it's like baby food. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, and the short rib with the balsamic was really good. Mm. I don't know why that one. Like it's just yeah, a random sounds... dish. But you guys and, hungry and, now? And the uh, mm. the the fried green tomatoes. I ate that, I ate lunch that like was right before we recorded, ridiculous. and now I'm hungry again. <laughs> I'm starving. But yeah. any other any honorable mentions? We got that lost sangria. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I still can't find it. It's missing some books, so there's. Um, it might be in a, one of the missing books, Canada. Oh God! I mean, Northern come on. Oh yeah. Okay. The filet mignon <laughs> with truffle butter sauce, yeah. those seared scallops, <laughs> like. Eat, yeah. The uh, cheese soup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pretzel bread. Cheddar cheese soup. Um, the one that I can think of that I know was not a popular item with with our podcast last year, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved the blended burger. I didn't have it. It was was good. I loved it. You were like, well, I like, you liked something else better. And you were like, no, I would do that over the blended burger. I I loved the blended burger. You know what my biggest knock on the blended burger is, is the visual I have when I say blended burger, because I picture a cheeseburger put in a blender and parade. Like that's what I figure. And then I, with a straw. My, my problem with some of the, like, a burger or, like, the steak at these festivals is they overcook it. Where, like, I want it, like, medium. Yeah. And, like, that's, I think it was, like, a little dried out. Yeah, but it definitely the, was. It, but it, it was, it was pretty good. I really liked it. They had that again this year. I I'd think. like to try that impossible shepherd's pie this year. I did not try that yet. Oh, okay. I like that. I like a good shepherd's pie. Yeah. Awesome. It's a traditional Irish dish, right? Mm-hmm. Well... I'm looking forward to food and wine. We'll be I am there really hungry this, now. This point next week. So if you have anything that you'd like us to check out for you or taste test, or, or if you have some of your favorites yeah. that we didn't talk about, yeah. please you know reach out to us. You know, post on the the Facebook or or you know reach out to us on Instagram or something. Yeah, let us know. And knock on wood, we're looking at a little bit better weather than it had been. So knock hopefully, all right, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, we thank you so much for listening, and we will see you real soon. So, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.